Embarking on the journey of business ownership transfer can be complicated and emotional, particularly with family entwined. Join me, Vincent Mastrovito, owner of Prometheus Partners in Finishing Touches, the podcast that genuinely understands your challenges and aims to equip you with invaluable tips for a smooth business succession. By the end of each episode, you'll feel more confident and ready to guide your business into the next phase. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning and welcome back to Finishing Touches. I am Vincent Mastrovito, your host today, and we have a very special guest joining us, Jason McGee. He is a managing partner at Human Element. Uh, our topic for today's episode is going to be digital transformation and business-to-business -business commerce. In, uh, in the fast-paced digital age, businesses are constantly searching for ways to stay competitive and relevant. And for B2B companies, embracing digital transformation is no longer just an option, but a necessity. But why is it so essential uh, for them to prioritize this? Throughout today's conversation with Jason, we'll be delving into various uh, challenges B2B companies face when upgrading their existing e-commerce technologies to more modern capabilities, from outdated systems to complex integrations. We'll explore the hurdles they encounter on their digital transformational journey. But it's not all doom and gloom. We'll also dive into some exciting world of e-commerce technologies that B2B companies need to prioritize to thrive in today's market, from AI-powered chatbots to seamless customer experiences. We'll uncover the tools and strategies that can give any business that coveted finishing touch. So grab some coffee, a sandwich, a Coke, a water, sit back, get ready for some enlightening discussion on digital transformation and business-to-business -business commerce. Jason McGee, welcome to Finishing Touches. Let's dive in right now. Welcome to the show. Really appreciate you being here. Thanks, Vincent. Uh, glad to be here. So, Jason, let's talk a little bit about, you know, can you explain why it's essential for B2B businesses to prioritize digital transformation in today's competitive landscape? Yeah, really, it comes down to, you know, customer expectations. There's an expectation uh, among businesses now, the companies that they do business with are have an experience that is, is familiar to them. And, you know, one of the things that we, we say to a lot of our customers is you need to keep in mind that 99.9% .9 of the time people are utilizing the internet and using technology they're not on your website or on your app. They're somewhere else. So they, the, the user experiences and the expectations that are, that are created by the rest of the technical world, they, uh, that's what they expect from you. And so you need to meet them where they're expecting to go. And, and you know, they, they also want it to be easy to do business with you. Right. So the more familiar you are uh, with that experience, um, you don't have to be Amazon, but you have to be, you know, something that's easy for them to utilize. It's familiar where you're breaking down any barriers and making it easier to to interact with you. Yeah, great. So who is typically is this something for just really large companies? Maybe certainly not the size of Amazon. They might be, uh, 
they might be the best in class benchmark. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. I have no idea. I'll let you be the judge of that. That's your expertise. But uh, who do you normally work for? Is it normally fairly large companies or do you have a footprint or product that kind of hit even the, the smaller B2B companies also? It's really anybody. There are products and solutions and platforms out there for any size business. We work with very small shops of just a you know a couple people, you know, under a million dollars in revenue to uh, you know multi billion dollar corporations that have uh, really complicated integrations with multiple warehouses, multiple languages, multiple currencies, um, you know, that have. Uh, that have websites, uh, you know, and markets all over the world. So it, there is a solution for you, no matter how big or small you are. Okay. All right. So that's great. So how can digital transformation in the B2B commerce space help a business stay relevant and competitive in the market? It helps you stay relevant and competitive again because it comes back to these the customer expectations. Now, you if if a lot of business to business uh, you know companies they um, they have uh, custom pricing for different customers. They have you know uh, custom catalogs for different customers. They, and a lot of this stuff is done with uh, back-end systems. And you can bring all of those customizations that you might get, like the personal touch that you might get from a old, like a salesperson, right? That just has your, your catalog and your pricing list on their computer or on their desk. You can bring that experience to your customers when they log in. They can see all their past orders. They can see all the products that they that, that they're able to order. They can see when the shipments are coming, all these expectations that they have of anything that they would buy online, you can deliver it to them. And that way you want your customer to be able to, well, this is the expectation. Like, oh no, I forgot to place that order. It's, it's, it's Friday night at midnight. I forgot to call Bob and place my order. Oh wait, I can go log into the website and reorder my previous order, and I'll and I did it a Friday night at midnight. I got it done. Those are the kind of things that customers expect right now. And the easier you can make that experience for them, the better it's going to be. And as long as you can integrate with your, if you have an ERP system or a CRM system, and and unify data across platforms. It's really essential in this day and age to be moving towards that. Even if you take incremental steps, you're, it's not all going to be perfect right out of the gate and it's going to take time, but every business needs to be moving in that direction if they haven't already. Yeah. Let me ask you a personal question because it's you and your partner that started this company, right? Yes. So what was the driver behind that? Like what, like what was, did you come out of, e-commerce from a larger company and, and, and wanted to fit a market that that wasn't fitting? Or how did you guys get to the point where you are today? And I think you started in 2004, right? Yes. Of like, where did this start to incubate and, and start to become human element? Well, um, my business partner had worked for a, um, an early e-commerce agency called Fry uh, that was in Ann Arbor. Um, they were one of the early pioneers of e-commerce. They actually built one of the very first shopping carts in the, in the late nineties. Um, and 
So he came from there. I was in another involved in the the original dot com boom with a, a tech startup in Ann Arbor as well, and we both ended up being at, at coming together at a at a at one of these tech startups after he left Fry Multimedia, and and we were working together, and the funding for the company just got pulled one day, and I was running the the IT uh, and technology group. And he was running the marketing and sales side. And we just we just decided we were gonna pretend like we still had jobs. <laughs> and we and we we went into his basement one day and just started making calls to see and it basically who out there did had a terrible website that we knew or or needed e-commerce. And we just we did some cold calling and got our first customer um in about a month and a half and then you know, we started working with Ford really early on too because we had some relationships there. And you know, next thing you know, 19 years later, we were we're still in business and we got people all over the country working with us. So, awesome, that's great. So you guys have had a pretty long runway. You've had some great experiences. What would be with that kind of experience? And and you you know, you've got some stuff underneath some traction, so to speak, as they call it, right? What are some of the key technologies that B2B companies should be prioritizing when undertaking their digital transformation journey? Yeah, there's a lot of different areas. Digital transformation is a huge, you know, field. Like there, there's so many different aspects to it, right? It goes from everything to, you know, your your data control and analytics to your sales channels where e-commerce fits, you know, uh, to your accounting, your ERP system or your CRM, uh, to communications and training. You know, all of these things are, are, are pieces of the digital transformation. And in the manufacturing space, there's, you know, there's also the digital uh, uh, gathering data from uh, from your manufacturing floor. You know, I think they, you know, I, I think they're calling it uh 4.0 or something. I'm not sure what the exactly industry 4.0 industry 4.0. Yeah. So we're just learning about some of this as we, as we engage on the sales channel side with our customers, you know, that's where we fit and we can help connect all of these different pieces. Um, and so it's, I think the key thing for everybody to understand is it is a journey and it's going to take a while, but you need to prioritize the, the, the steps. And we feel pretty strongly that the sales channel, um, adding e-commerce as a, as a channel is, should be one of your top priorities. Um, and, okay. and it's also important to make sure that you're not developing these pieces in silos that you are planning to connect them. So you're not doing data reentry. You're not having, uh, you know, systems that don't talk to each other and then confuse everything, you know, so it's, it's important to do the planning uh, and make a roadmap over time. Don't try to do it all at once and don't do multiple things at once because that's, I've seen it so many times where somebody, a company decides we're going to digitally transform now. And then they try to take on a CRM, an ERP, an e-commerce channel, data analytics project. They try to do it all at once. 
and there's different teams working and it and it almost never works out. It, it, it is very difficult to do. It can work out. But generally, at the end of that project, the CTO is no longer there and you got another CTO in. So I would I would definitely recommend companies, you know, make a roadmap, prioritize the systems and and set reasonable goals and targets and realistic budgets and resource allocations. I think one of the main things you just said there, there was a lot of really good stuff there is you better have a budget. And I would also suspect that you really want to have a plan of like, how does this look like in, let's just say, 90 to six month periods of time of what you're implementing and why you're implementing it in this order so everybody understands? Because to your point, if you don't know what the end result is, you don't know how to do it. Similar to strategic planning is like, well, you could be double or triple data entry when you don't really need to if you had done it like this versus like this. Right. I mean, it's just, you know, don't get in such a big hurry. And to your point, it says, well, we're just going to do everything like right now. It's like, well, you're not going to eat the entire buffet when you go through it one time. In fact, you're never going to eat it. Right. You're going to have exactly. <laughs> just a little. Yes. I understand people can be big eaters. I'm one of those guys, but uh, people, <laughs> but uh, you, you usually don't go back more than once, at least, you know, at least I hope not. So, but, so let's just kind of move on to a little bit, like, do you see any challenges or what challenges do you see, Jason, with um, B2B business commonly when they face like upgrading their existing e-commerce technologies and, mo- and to more modern capabilities or any major challenges that kind of stick out to you when, when that happens or? Absolutely. I mean, it, like I just mentioned, not having a roadmap, I think is, is a big challenge that they face. So really taking a, a look at what our current situation is. And we do this all the time where we do a current system map. Let's see everything that's going on. And then we map out your future state and then the steps that it takes to get there. Um, Another challenge that especially manufacturers really face is there's a little, there's some resistance to change on the sales side um, and sometimes on the accounting and IT side. Uh, but one of the things that I think is difficult for some companies to really get their arms around is the dynamic nature of software pro- products, it, especially for manufacturers of things. I found this multiple times where, you know, if you manufacture um, valves, right, you make that thing, that valve, if I come back to that valve five years ago, I could potentially still sell it. I could still use it. If you, software is not like that. If I built you a website now, that website never is really done because it's all things are always changing. The internet is changing. New technologies are, are, are so there tends to be a a a thought process. Well, I paid for that. I, it's done now. I did that project. It's done. Software is never really done. You're just doing iterations on it, and that's why it's important to prioritize your features and functionality, and then you iterate on those over time because it is an it's it's more like a building or a facility uh, a, a software system is you're constantly having to do maintenance there's you got to pay bills you got utility bills you got to do fixes it does it is not a static thing and and I think that is one of the biggest mental hurdles 
for companies to overcome. And really the other thing besides budget, which is, which is always a challenge with every company, um, it's, it's the lack of not assigning the, the necessary internal resources to complete the project well. Um, especially when uh, you work with an outside vendor that's implementing part, part of the project, there's a tendency for companies to say, well, I hired them to do it. They're just going to go do it all, right? There's, you need to have internal resources that are dedicated to the project because whoever you bring in, whether it's human element or somebody else, they don't know your business as well as you do. And they need your insight in order to do the project correctly. And they need your eyes on it to make sure it's going to, uh, once it's complete, it's going to be rolled out properly uh, to all of your customers. Awesome. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Jason, really appreciate you being here today. Great information. Certainly uh, would like to certainly have a reservation to talk with you again at some point in the future. I think that this is uh, a great topic that so many business owners have a lot of questions on, are probably extremely confused about, uh, maybe even afraid to pull the trigger. There's probably a number of feelings that they that they kind of go through, their you know, fear and a number of other things. So really appreciate you being here today and sharing with our listeners. We hope that everybody enjoyed this episode of Finishing Touches. If you'd like more information, certainly check out our website at uh, prometuspartners.com. Uh, if our podcast has been helpful, please uh, make sure that you leave us a, a review to help others find us uh, and so that they can certainly find the information uh, for what they're looking for. And we certainly look forward to accompanying you on your journey to a successful business transition uh, in our next episode. So have a great day. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks, everybody. That's a wrap on today's episode of Finishing Touches. For more information and guidance, head over to PrometusPartners.com. Your feedback means the world to us, so please take a moment and leave a review of the podcast. You can stay in the loop or ask me a question by connecting with me on LinkedIn or visit our website and start a conversation with me. We look forward to accompanying you on your journey to a successful business transition in our next episode and have a great week. Thank you so much.